Welcome to episode 149 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how... What? Yeah, fuck me. I'm not even going to ask you. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not as bad as people seem to think. <laughs> well, I mean you, but just in general, yeah. everyone uses it, so... But... <laughs> Every, the world's going to hell. <laughs> I guess, but... You know what? There's some amount of consistency. We're still here. Mm-hmm. We're still podcasting. We'll talk about things. <laughs> we'll see how we get here, but what you been up to, man? Uh, playing... Actually, not a lot more Pokemon. I've been doing a lot of reading. Oh, that's good. So. Making the best out of it. <laughs> yeah. For for those who don't know, I actually got laid off because of this shit, so... <laughs> yeah. I Which, I have not yet, so... Yeah. I work fair, at a hospital. You're, you're probably pretty safe, so... Yeah, I think it'd have to go quite a ways down the chain and stuff like that, but... To be I fair, know. I also thought that I was pretty safe yeah. based on the tiering stru- structure of our uh, business, but at the same time, I completely understand why things were done. Before, so. yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually not... I am not mad at literally anyone involved in what happened. It's just a shitty, shitty situation. Uh, yeah, it is. Like, I don't know. And I feel like a piece of crap because I'm at work, like... Like last week, basically, it was like one of the busiest weeks I have ever had, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, God, I wish I would get laid off. <laughs> like, uh, but it's like I, it, it went. I could probably like we're we're in a position where I could like not work for a period of time and yeah, be fine. Like you know, so we're one I'm of the, not... the few people that were prepared for that situ uh, a situation. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm. Even more annoyed at the fact that my Theros stargazing secret lair hasn't showed up yet, seeing as how it's been a while now and I've spent the money on it and I've seen no return. I'd be like, man, it'd be nice to have that hundred eighty odd dollars back. You're right. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. It's like I am not actually in anything resembling truly dire straits at the moment, so Yeah. But you know, yeah. I've always said before the only reason I don't have more in my savings is because I'm an idiot and I still have an almost full paycheck coming my way. So yeah, at least you're not sitting there blaming everyone else, I guess. No, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't know magic, I guess. So uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll be honest with our listeners here and stuff. We we even we debated if we were kind of about you know covid and everything with the world and where the world is and everything right now um and decided that we're just kind of we're, we're people who talk about things so. yeah. we've never yeah. really shied away from things yeah. outside of politics and religion which yeah we're not going to bring any of that into it here you know just kind of look at like you know we're going to look at the situation of things right now because we're you know our podcast is the local meta and um yeah. uh you know, a big piece of that is local play, and um, obviously, if, you, if we, you know, you can't gather in one spot, it makes it really tough to do in-person magic tournaments and everything. So, um, oh yeah, it's it's tough on the local scene. We'll just, you know, put it that way, I guess. But um, yeah, know. like so, SCG's canceled all their events. Channel Firewall has canceled all of the Magic Fest they were running. Mm-hmm. But if we're being completely honest with ourselves, it really, really, really sucks for them. But they can probably take those hits. Hopefully, yeah. And not 
go completely under, right? Like, things are going to be bad for them. They're not going to be the worst. Yeah. It's very, very possible there are going to be many game stores that are going to have to close and never reopen. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. But Like, that sucks. Yeah. A lot. Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, what can people do to try and, like, help their, their you know, LGSs in that regard? Because, you know, like, I, I've been thinking that this whole time. I'm like, what can I, what can I reasonably do? Yeah. And then I got laid off. So it's like, well, shit. <laughs> so now even, like, the things that I was thinking of doing, now it's like, I probably shouldn't do them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you never know how long it's going to last. And maybe I can't justify buying a $70 board yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple days before everything got really bad, I had messaged him and be like, hey, can I get this? So I don't know if they had, they would have to order it, so I'm not sure if it's going to be able to come in, but mm-hmm. I plan on, as soon as I can find some stuff, like, you know, since I am still you know, employed at this moment and everything, and I'm in a pretty good spot, even if I you know, wouldn't be um, plan on buying. There's a board game I've been thinking about picking up that I'm probably going to get because I think they have it in stock. Hopefully they have it in stock and um, uh, yeah, see you pick up some packs and stuff, I think. so. Which board game is that? Uh, King of Tokyo. Uh, I think you're right. I think they do have it. I think think they do. I've been thinking about getting that one for a while. I've heard that's a fun one, but and also I think it's good for um, uh, uh, you know, once once the kid gets old enough, if you can play board games, but so. so board games are sweet. Magic sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so. Oh, and actually, so uh, for I just I was just looking here really quick. It looks like I'm. Uh, I'm just going to do a kind of a shout out here and everything. Our local game store, Dungeons End, has a, a online shop. They just got set up and everything with their stuff that they have in stock. So now I can go look and order the stuff there. <laughs> Props to them. Are they actually yep. doing like shipping and stuff or just like online look at what they have and then you can so, so it looks like you can order it online and then I'm uh, do curbside pickup. That's sweet though. So yeah, uh, curbside curbside delivery is available. And and you get an inspirational keychain with your order. An inspirational keychain? Yeah. You should link me this. I actually want to see this keychain. It looks like it's their uh, their logo, um, with and then it's got some. Um, here, hopefully this will work. Uh, everybody gets to see how the. There you go. That's I think cool. I think the one side is all. It's tough to see in the picture because it's like that. But then on the back, it has some some stuff. So. Ah. Ah. But nope, they're still adding inventory. So hopefully my hopefully my um uh, my order will show up. But that's kind of that's actually really awesome that they printed these keychains though. Now I want to like, so, like, buy something from them even more. <laughs> I know, right? So I mean, so here's the thing: like, we're obviously we're a little biased and everything, but you know, shout out to to Dungeons End, our game store and stuff like that. Like, whether you have gripes with, you know, how how things have been ran at their place or whatever, stuff like that, Mason does a really good job of trying to focus on community. He does. I think that is a a, a huge strength of his. Like, 
Oh, they're even they're gonna have local delivery starting March twenty third. Wow. Be great. Well, I mean, they already have the the Dungeons and Van. Yeah, I, I like town. drive the sweet van around, but like, uh, there's there. You know, uh, I've I've been involved in a lot of like the debates and stuff about like you know does mm-hmm. Mason focus on the wrong things? Yada 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 yada. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It's one of the biggest complaints is from competitive players that he doesn't care about competitive players. You know yeah. what? I'm a competitive player, and I do truly think he focuses on the right things. Yeah. Everything he does is with the intent of making it a better place. Yep. And I've, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything he does, but yeah. I don't necessarily with anything. You know, I don't necessarily agree with everything anyone does, right? Yeah, like, right. Except I do me, think. I'm sure. <laughs> As we were discussing our action, what what is it you asked me like a few days ago? Why the hell do we get along so well together? Oh yeah, because we were talking about like because so we're because we're canceling our gaming group that we have for tabletop gaming, and we're gonna play a game online. And me and you were like talking about what games we should do, and they're like the exact opposites. Oh sweet, they do have King of Tokyo in stock. Sweet, but sorry, <laughs> and Pandemic is in stock. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was Luke. I was looking at Pandemic Legacy. I'm like, too topical, right? Probably too <laughs> yeah, topical. But, sorry. To be fair, Pandemic is a sweet game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was talking with my boss one day about plans at work and stuff like that, and he was talking about you know timeline of when he thinks stuff is happening. I'm like, yep. If you've ever played any Plague Simulator game, you know how it's gonna go. He's like, I've played Pandemic. I know how that works. So. <laughs> The thing is, Pandemic is, like, technically hard mode, because Pandemic is multiple different diseases. Yeah, true. <laughs> but Of course, you know, that's, you know, that is, uh, yeah. all those multiple different diseases probably accurately represents a real-world single disease, because they mutate, so. Yeah, who knows. Yeah. Alright, but that's cool to see there. But yeah, um, I, I interrupted you on some things. But yeah, you disagree with him, but like, you know, he's trying to do things for the right reason always. Yeah, like I have I have never obviously Mason wants his business to succeed. I have yep. never assumed anything he does is out of greed. No. Right. He does it because he wants his business to flourish, but I don't think he wants it to flourish because he wants to become rich from it. He wants it to flourish because he just likes the communities. Here's the deal. If if you're going into a game store to try and get rich you're you're an idiot like yes <laughs> like people who people who do game stores are people who do it because they love the hobbies yeah like, like that is what it is and unfortunately a lot of other people do love the hobbies but they don't love the community or making making the community around the hobbies they kind of turn into boys clubs mm-hmm. you know and they can be really isolated and everything um and, and unwelcoming you know and um uh you know, I don't think he's ever done that. You know, I, I've always said I judge, I ju- tend to judge game stores based on how they treat people who don't know anything about games. Yep. Like you can always tell when people come in, they're like trying to buy buy a game for their you know grandson or you know something like that, and like they always treat those people really well there, and I've always respected them for respected them for that. Yeah, you know, I've never really. I don't think I've ever seen an employee at that shop like be, you know, a goober to a, a customer at that store or somebody in that store. Like even the even if there's been people who have been there that we don't necessarily um, agree with their stances on stuff after the fact. Like you know, 
like they've, they've out, every person there has been a good employee when I've been there. So, yeah. And, and that's, that's very much the, the part of the, you know, part of the reason for that is the fact that he, he hires from in the communities. He never just hires someone off the street because they want a job. He hires them because they specifically like almost every person I've ever seen work there has been a regular of that place already. Mm hmm. So they, those people are already invested in seeing the place succeed because they themselves like being there. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's a very big reason why it has succeeded as well as it has. So. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah. But this is oh. not the direction I expected the episode to go, but this is the direction it's going to go. <laughs> you know, like so. Here's a to, to kind of bring it back around too to some of the stuff that we talked about. Like you know, as we really said here, like restrictions breed creativity and man like it's really cool seeing you know dungeons that get creative with the you know setting up the online ordering really quick and doing the curbside pickup not that it's like completely way out there or anything but like really going out there to do that mm -hmm. and, you know and honestly like if you can afford if you can afford it picking up a board game or something like that is a really good way to spend some time when you're locked in your house with a bunch of people <laughs> yeah like, or even a few, like most board games are, you know, two plus players, right? Yep. Even if you're just like locked in there with your significant other, you can probably browbeat them into playing some random board game with you. Oh yeah, me and yeah, me and my wife have played the two player two player board games before and stuff like that. So yeah, it's always good. And like, so and to kind of veer off from uh, for for some of this stuff, another you know creativity thing, uh, you'd mentioned. Channel Fireballs canceling all the Magic Fest, but they got something else happening too, don't they? They do. They 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 must have been working like double time with a lot of people to try and make this succeed. Yeah, because this this is not just something you can just willy nilly do. They basically have Magic Fests online, is what it's referred to as. Yeah, where like basically the grant you can play in uh, daily trials or like qualification events or some shit that goes on like Monday through Friday, which then qualifies yeah. you to play that weekend in what is effectively a Grand Prix Top 8 with like actual cash prizes and invites to the PT and all that shit. Like that's not that's not the kind of, you know, we already know from previous history that Magic Online is really bad at changing. Yes. Like people put in work to set up all of this stuff to be able to function as quickly yep. as they did. Yeah. And for everyone who is like, oh, this is just the death of paper magic, shut them up. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, here's the deal. Like, it's not going to be... Like, anybody who's complaining that this is happening is just a petty dick. And, like, <laughs> come... Coming from someone who already likes being detached from reality, you you must just live in your own little freaking cave, yeah, to not like, realize the sheer scale of what could go wrong if they actually still had Magic Fest going on. Yeah, yeah, like you're. I mean, you, you can't be any a kind of person that would go out or anything like <laughs> because you have to just be a troll that is just lives in the dark constantly. Like, I mean, to be fair, we literally had a guy walking up and down a Grand Prix multiple years ago taking pictures of people's ass cracks. So <laughs> clearly there are people who don't actually deserve the air they breathe that uh, still go out. He doesn't, but it was... It was executed 
appropriate to the genre he was trying to present. Um, yeah, but still. Sorry, I just, yeah, yeah, it was not a good thing, but um, yeah, so I don't know. But I, I think it's really cool that they're stepping up and doing something like this and getting it, you know, getting that all together. Like, that's really, really, really sweet. Yeah, like, you know, people need a competitive outlet, you yep. know. You know, like there's there's going to be a lot of people who just don't have that because they're not going to be able to go out. Like a lot of the gathering is going to be severely impacted. I've seen mm-hmm. so many pictures online of people stealing years in my idea where they set up a webcam and play like EDH with each other and shit. St- stealing years in my, I'm pretty sure we did not Shh. take that idea, but we did do that. Yeah, hundred percent our idea. No one had ever thought of it before us. Yeah. Well. We'll go with that, <laughs> but uh, I don't you know, know, magic is a large part of people's lives, and magic is yep. being cut out of people's lives. So mm-hmm. people are finding workarounds, and you know, if mm-hmm. if the workaround for the competitive players is they have to play a magic online, woo, yeah, like, I mean, okay, fine, sure, I, mildly unfortunate, but yeah, I wonder what like I haven't checked in a while, but like I wonder what place Forge is in. It's a. I don't even think I have. No, it's not installed on this. I'm sure it's a really, yet, yeah, so. really old version. If you had it, but like, you know, that's like service. The the multiplayer has not been stable ever. <laughs> has been the big problem. But well, that's that's the problem with free things, though, right? Yeah. You get what you pay for. Here's the deal, though. The single player experience on it is great. Oh yeah. I've, and, um, uh, I've never like, had any yeah. real complaints about Forge outside of just like me being me. So. Yeah, I broke it up. I like the only thing that I have that really broke it was unexpected results. Um, for some reason, it didn't like you unexpected resulting into an unexpected results. I broke it with Manalist Dredge, and and I was gonna say and Manalist Dredge. <laughs> it just had an absolute stroke with that. I think why I is so much happening <laughs> i think I, I think i crashed it with um uh uh my my super storm deck once too you should build a uh a battle of witch deck that runs intuition and see if it can handle that intuition what's that search your library for three cards oh frick okay <laughs> magic online takes a good like 10 to 20 seconds for each individual click on an intuition if you're playing a Battle of Woods deck. Oh, great. I'm a, I gotta try it now. I'm gonna load that up eventually. I just, here I just want to see Forge just have an aneurysm. Just puke all over itself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna play like a Battle of Wits deck and it's gonna be like, because I can build it with any cards I want, so it's gonna be like power like power 9, full sets of that, like a bunch of like the really high end tutors and then stuff like gifts ungiven and <laughs> intuition, just like cards that just let you dig through it and just make it just blow up all over itself. Just to see how it handles it. Yeah. I would, I, it is, would, what, it what would... is Battle of Wits act? Like the, the deck, isn't it basically like, I know a while back somebody had said basically they're like, yeah, it's basically just like four Grixis singleton decks smashed together, but. <laughs> So the person who I see play Battle of Wits the most yeah. is Caleb Durward, and he okay. plays it in Legacy. Okay. And he plays it Saltai. So it's like so, so it's like four Saltai Singleton decks all smashed together. It's like two hundred and thirty-eight ish cards, I think. Okay. And he actually runs a surprisingly large number of like one and two ofs. 
that's awesome. <laughs> just like we we were gonna get there. Like the yeah. next suite, it runs like Baleful Strix and shit, just as like you know, really good cards. <laughs> I'd run Baleful Strix in it. That seems legit. I mean, it is right. Like you already yeah. got all this other shit going on. We gotta get. We gotta run all those fetch lands for the deck thin in too. Caleb D. But yeah, I don't know. Like it is, it is cool seeing people. Yeah, with all the like streaming setups and stuff, like the the cardboard box streaming setups and things like that. All right, so sorry, I I went and found this. I I have to tell you. Okay. It's creature base. Okay. Oh, this is a Sultai Battle of Wits slash Dark Depths deck. Slash Dark Depths decks. Because I needed to fill some slots, so why not? (laughs) (laughs) So, four Baleful Strix, four Dark Confidant. Okay, fair. One Eternal Witness. (laughs) One E-Wit, yes, okay. Four Jace Vryn's Prodigy. Okay. Three Leovold, Emissary of Trest. How do you settle that as the correct number? (laughs) One Primeval Titan, <laughs> one Reclamation Sage, one Scavenging Ooze, four Snapcaster, okay. one Sylvan Safekeeper, one Tireless Tracker, three Vampire Hex Mage, three Vendillion Click. Like, uh, fine. Uh, whatever. <laughs> he plays two Him to Turok. <laughs> two. Uh. One engineered explosives. One e Christ. Uh, two pernicious deed. Oh, I like that. Three maelstrom pulse. I just love the two him. Him is not like, good outside of turn two, so he's just like, like let's have the best odds of having it in our opening hand or never. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what the hell. I mean, I'm not going to criticize. I'm sure he he knows what I'm what he's doing way better than us. But you like look at it and you're like. Shit, man. Man, he has put work into this deck. It's 242 cards, by the way. So here's the deal. I put a lot of work into unexpected results. Oh, I know why he has only three um vampire hex mage. Hmm. Uh he plays Living Wish. Oh, so he can so get he can get one or so dark depths the, out of the sideboard. They're in the board. Nice. So he's effectively playing seven copies of each there in his two hundred and forty-two card deck. Oh, that's that's more reasonable there. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. He gets a Zurin Orb in his sideboard because why not? Because yeah, Zurin Orb that card's been good since Ice Age, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that card hasn't been good since Fastbot hasn't been legal. Yeah. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Sadisi Undead Vizier for when you want a living wish for a Diabolic Tutor. Uh, sometimes you just need to chain that shit together, man. Uh, Alright, so I'm, I'm, I, I know this is not what people are here for, but I just want to... I, I need to go over this mana base. Alright. Okay. Two Ancient Tomb. <laughs> how, do you, how do you decide that two of those <laughs> is the crack toy? Like, I just... <laughs> It's like, oh man, I got like 200, 200 a, shitload a cards in my deck. 101 lands. Yeah. How many, how many, yeah, how many ancient tubes should I play? Two. <laughs> okay. uh, two barren more. Okay. Cycling first for yep. a black. Four bayou, four bloodstained mire, okay. three blooming marsh. 
Okay. The land that's only good in your opening hand. Yeah. A single Bojukabog. Your botanical sanctum, three creeping tar pit. I've seen him win with creeping tar pit beatdowns way too much. Uh, three dark depths, three dark slick shores, one dryad arbor, one fetid pools, four flooded strand, one forest. I mean, you gotta have the basic. Two ghost quarter, one island. I'm just gonna, I'll just, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. One swamp. Yep. One he is, each. Yep. He has two snow-covered forest, one snow-covered island, two snow-covered swamp. <laughs> and then a swamp forest on an island. Yeah. Uh, giant stack of fetch lands no one cares about. Yeah. One Caracas, because why the hell not? Because why, we're, we're in Legacy, why not? Yeah. Four yeah, Talaria Wests. <laughs> okay. Tutors of Dark Depths. <laughs> or your Singleton EE. Yeah. Or your Dryad Arbors. <laughs> Single yeah. Tundra for the Gaddock Teague in the sideboard. My favorite part, four Urborg. Clearly needs four Urborg. <laughs> like, like, two ancient tomb is correct. But Urborg, not. Nah, you gotta run the whole four of those. Well, you have to, right? Because you never know when you might run out of fetchables and you need your fetch lands. Because you play a full four of every single fetch land. Shit. Except yeah. for... Actually, you might just straight up run every single fetch land. <laughs> uh, nope, never mind. He does not run Arid Mesa. Okay. So he runs four of every of nine different fetch lands. He needs his fetch lands to be able to tap for mana. That's where the herb board comes into play. Oh my god. Deck is dope. That deck is dope as shit. Like this deck but dope. Like I look at this deck, I'm like, man, this like this decks like this is why I decided to play Nick Fit in Legacy. I was like, man, I'd love to play this in a legacy tournament. I would I'd I cannot reasonably shuffle 242 cards. No, no. Like, at that no. point, I'm not double-sleeving, and then I feel really, really scared about my dual lands. Yeah, right? Like Not I to mention don't I don't play. own this many dual lands. Yeah, right? I mean, you have to have all of them, basically, so... I do own a surprisingly large number of this mana base, though. I was talking about something worthwhile, I think, and then you interrupted I interrupted you with something better. That probably, but oh, sorry. This deck hasn't. This deck, uh, he last played uh, August twenty eighteen. So there's actually probably a newer version there. Oh, you have to check it out, man. Get a nice, nice build of that <laughs> sick deck, I guess. Um, yeah, I was saying something super useful and everything that I'm sure was gonna fix all the social problems in the world and crap like that, but... I believe you. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I don't know. This should have a pop-up. Where's the pop-up? It'll be... I think people are freaking out about magic, you know? having a lot of trouble, but I think with Arena and everything, like, things are going to stay pretty stable. I agree. Like, I don't think Magic is going to be going anywhere because of this. No. You know, it's 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 going to suck. Let's be completely uh, honest let's with be, ourselves. Let's be reasonable. Obviously, Magic is also probably not the biggest concern about it. Everything involving this, but to us, it kind of is, because that's what our podcast is about. So taste it. Yeah. 
you know, we we care about magic because magic is a well, magic is a large part of my life. I'm pretty sure you could probably give it up if you wanted to, but yeah, if if I get to the point where I have to work, it's going to be awful cleaning off my desk. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just like looking at the piles and piles of cards I've laying around here, but and the boxes and boxes of cards I have next to my desk. The worst part is, due to all the competitive magic, like, shutting down and shit, it would be really hard for me to actually liquidate my collection if I needed Yeah, I suppose so. It's not like any local store's gonna buy it from me. Yeah, right? Scroll <laughs> in, alright, I got this collection, it's worth about $38,000, I'll ship it to you for twenty, And they yeah. look at me like I'm a f***ing sociopath. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, kind of are. I am. <laughs> but... huh? That's at 18. I'll ship to him for 18. Okay. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that would be the tipping point. Yeah, that's what it is. Just gotta shave a couple bucks off of it and you're set. Ugh, I mean, but... a couple thousand bucks off of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, it, we should just be thankful that Arena is out and where it is right now. Because otherwise, the only thing that we'd have is Magic Online and that would be awful. It would be the actual worst thing ever. Probably, it'd be just—it'd be worse than anything else. Um. Honestly, my biggest complaint is the fact that I didn't—I've done—I bought, made a lot of stupid purchases lately, and none of them have been pouring money into Arena. Yeah, because I just can't like build any decks that I would want to play in Arena right now. And you know, and as stated, I can't reasonably justify spending money on Arena right now because I want to be yeah. a responsible human. And you're not the kind of person who is like willing to just go and build a half ass deck in Arena, are you really? If I I would build like a half ass mono red deck if I had the emblems. Yeah. Like the thing is I right now I can't build a red deck that has any top end whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that's like a detrimental thing. Also, like, the deck that I'm currently enjoying playing is just, like, a hodgepodge abomination of love love and joy, so... Yeah. Like... So, uh, like, and here's the thing I actually like in Arena, too. Like, be, so, like, in the unranked, you could just do dailies. And in the yeah. unranked, it pairs based on your deck strength. That's kind so, of like, So, whenever I get a blue quest and play that sh that awful blue deck of mine... Like, just playing I get, against other awful people. Oh, it's so great. Like, I have I have a way better chance. But... I wonder how they balance deck strength in that regard. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, like, the model red deck that I would play, mm -hmm. like, it has the three or four Embercleaves, right? Yeah. But, like, almost the entire rest of the deck is just uncommons. I, I think it's based on, like, meta deck. I don't know how they do it, man. It's, yeah. It's voodoo and shit, so... Just but... like any other thing resembling MMR. Yeah, right. And anything resembling computer programs, we'll just be honest here. It's actually magic. They tell you it's science yeah. and like math and shit. They're lying. To Arthur you. C. Clarke was wrong. Any any advanced technology is distinguishable from magic. Not. Nah, it just actually is friggin' magic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but uh, I'd be um. Uh, you have any any thoughts or? <sighs> I'll be honest. We there's not much going on in the magic world. 
right now because everything's kind of closed up. CFB is doing their stuff. We might see some information coming out about that. We got previews coming up next, not next week, the week after. For I am really curious oh, yeah. how the pre-release from home thing is going to be working out. Yeah. Because, let's be real, we're probably going to still be under quarantine by the time, or self-quarantine by the time the pre-release comes out. And I do yeah, like yeah. that Watsy have already established what they're going to do in that regard. But, I think it's better to plan way further in the future than like yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of things are like we're gonna we'll do like two weeks and then you know it, it feels like they're just assuming everything's gonna be fine at that point. And like I think people need to plan and be like, all right, like let's plan for like a month plus. Yeah. And if it's shorter than that, we'll call it gravy. I mean, that's what you sh- like. That is what you should do, right? Like, the only way that this is going to reasonably, you know, lessen the curve, as it's referred to, is it's going to be yeah. a month. And that's what we do. Like, and from my perspective, that's the big thing that I'm concerned about being somebody who works at a hospital. So, but <laughs> just having to deal with it for a month or uh, reducing that cur- the capacity ah, curve because yes. because uh, if we get a surge, it's gonna it's you know. It, yeah, that that it's is hard. Like, yeah, you know, but yeah. yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. Is like, you know, oh, you know, it's like it'll be fine. Like the young people, like the 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 biggest misconception amongst people is the the opinion that the young people will only have mild cases. Yeah. I don't think people understand what a mild case of <laughs> pneumonia is. Yeah, Christina I, had it. It was not fun. Yeah. I've had a mild case of pneumonia. It was, you know, referred to as walking pneumonia because I could still function. Yep. But you know what? I still couldn't do anything. This happened when I was young. I was like 12. Yeah. You know, my my older sister was hospitalized with actual pneumonia. Yeah. And like, so here's the thing too, is, is that like, you know, medical facilities only have so much capacity to handle things. Yeah. You take a spike and it's, it exceeds that capacity, then other things are are getting missed or yep. aren't able to get in. Things that are really important. So, you know, if you have if your entire ER is full of people with, you know, symptoms, you know, with symptoms for this or whatever, and you're treating that and trying to, to and dealing with that, what do you do if the person is in a car accident? Yep. Or the stroke victim. Yep. Like, or, you know, even just having more people in a spot around other people who have compromised immune systems. Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you get, you know, all of our floor, all of our units don't do the same thing. You know, we have one unit that's, it does a specific thing and everything and stuff like that. So we, you know, convert units because we expect capacity and everything to do, to handle different things. But, you can't do that in a pinch. And if you have to convert an entire unit for something, you know, then you have to reconvert it back. And that's just more time lost to help people. So I don't know. There's just, a, there's a lot going on with that. And it's, everything is way more complex than what people, you know, think. Yeah. But. For, for someone who is not either very well informed looking up this shit or personally works behind the scenes, 
like you do. Like well, there's, and I'm not, I'm not on the front lines. Like, yeah, you're not even, you're not even I, I'm just, close, I'm, right? su- I'm supporting people, you know, the restrictions breed creativity thing, man, that comes up in, you know, in our setting too. the medical staff's figuring out a lot of stuff, but like, even I have to do, it's like, Hey, you got to support 200 providers doing telemedicine. Oh, by the way, every webcam in the entire U S is sold out, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I actually heard about that too. Like they're all the webcams are sold out or being sold as a massive markup. I couldn't find them. I literally could not find any. I suppose you none of our vendors had any. I couldn't find them on Amazon. I, I would say I suppose you guys don't really necessarily care what a markup. If you need them, you get them. So yeah, I well, I mean that's going to matter because you know costs and things and stuff. But yeah, like. You know, it's but you know, you start thinking outside the box and stuff. Well, we got a bunch of Chromebooks that we have for had for a different project. Those have webcams built into them. You know, yeah, yeah. We got some. We have some iPod, uh, some iPod touches. Those have cameras in them. Like you know, so you're figuring out all these like interesting things you can do and like sol- like solving these problems. And if nothing else, I think you know, from our perspective, from you know CFB's perspective, from all these from these game stores and everything it is it's it's really cool to see people's creativity when they're pushed and have they have to uh, figure things out mm-hmm. like you know it's it, it's nice to see that that spirit is not something that has been lost with our good lazy lives that we've had you know well that was one of the things that i pointed out um <laughs> while i was still at work mm-hmm. one of our customers uh they called when we when we heard that Wisconsin was shutting down the bars, yeah, like that is probably like that was literally the upper uppercut that like knocked my uh, oh I'm sure company, yeah. company out right like yep. you know we like the company is still technically reeling but it's def- definitely much lower. Yeah. But like one of the biggest things that I brought up, you know, when we heard about that is like one of our you know we had a bunch of customers call and you know a bunch of people cancel their orders. Yep. But then you had like, you know, the one customer calls and they're like, all right, I don't want to cancel this one thing I have on order. But then can you add uh, a case of six inch to go containers and nine inch to go containers to my order? Yeah. Like, it's like this is a bar that I'm sure has never done takeout ever. And now they are. So. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, let's let's see what we can do here. Yeah. yeah. Like but, good on them for doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I. And I admire, you know, and that's tough. Like you know, I but I admire a lot of those places that are trying these things, you know, and and doing the creative things and the somewhat dangerous things, you know, like yeah. Dungeon Zed setting up a, you know, e shop. There's cost to that, you know. Yep. Like there's a risk in that and everything, um, you know. And I hope it pans out for you know a lot of these, you know, all these places and all the people out of work and everything and stuff like that. So, um. You know, I'm I'm selfish and am able to just kind of keep doing doing my thing every you know every day. I'm still not working at home either. You know, mm-hmm. just because of the position I'm in, I need to I still need to be on site and everything. I just uh, sent most of my staff home actually, or not sent them home, but like they're working from home now, uh, finally. But see, yeah. but that's yeah, th- it is it's something that I would like to point out there. Like you're selfish, but you're not a sociopath. <laughs> like you understand no, the bad things that are happening and you don't want them to happen no 
No, I'm not that. Yeah, I know. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like that. But yeah, yeah. so. But uh, yeah. I would I would like to rewind to okay. something you said earlier. That's kind of a more lighthearted question. All right, let's let's do the lighthearted stuff. That's more fun. You stated that your company has a lot of iPods, iPod touches. Yes. Why? So, <laughs> in um, what universe does a hospital need a million iPod touches? So, we have a. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm like trying to figure out how to explain. It. So, an, so what is an iPod Touch? An iPod Touch is basically an iPhone without the phone functions, right? Yep. So that means it can get apps, including secure messaging apps, email. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that are incredibly useful for certain staff that are inside inside our facility. So we actually used it to replace pagers for certain uh, certain things. I mean, to be fair, pagers suck. Pagers are awful, and we have been working to get rid of them for a long time, but unfortunately, there's just nothing as reliable as a friggin' pager right now. And it's annoying, and I hate them, and I wish they would go away, but like we've trimmed down a lot of pagers for like like uh things that are important but not like super super essential like you know like one of the places we use is like PT they get they'll get orders that come through or like notices that come through and they use those things so that they can respond to those things you know they're important and everything but if they don't get there that second like it's not a tragedy you know it just yep is really bad yeah, or not really bad, but it's just, yeah, it's less than optimal, but like all of our, um, uh, like codes, you know, so if there's like a cardiac arrest, like the people that respond to our cardiac arrest are still using pagers. Yep. Because, because a because, pager uses because, telephone systems. Because that works. We know it works and it needs to be 100%. Like yep. you just don't, you can't screw around with that. There's many pieces of that whole puzzle too, but like, yeah, it's, um, but that's just a quick example. So that, so that's the reason that why we're like the only place in the world that still uses iPod touches. Right. I mean, like, as you said, like, if you don't need the calling function, yeah, they was, do everything you need them to do. And the problem is, is if you use like an iPhone, um, it makes it less shareable. Mm -hmm. So this is like something that they can just hand off to people because it has like a generic email account on it and um, uh, all that stuff. So they don't need to worry about it. So. It's some, uh, yeah, it's cool. It was a, it was a very uh, creative solution. I liked it, but sweet so. Yep. So cool. All right. Are you ready to um, uh, wrap this one up, John? Sure. All right. We'll cut this one a little bit, a little bit short here, just because. But I'm, uh, and I probably have a few things to say at the end here too. So, um, but uh, yeah, if you want to shoot us some feedback, say hi. Uh, localmeta at gmail.com twitter at the local meta pc um come hang out on our discord if you have, need something to do or just want to chat or um you know hook hook up with games of magic and stuff like that um you know most of us have arena there i know there's a couple people that have already been looking for games so um hop in we got the magic channel there or pokemon raids um you can find the link to the discord at the localmeta.com or website there um and then last normally i'd mention our patreon but um you know forget about us if you're gonna do something save your money for yourself or you know support something that needs the support right now 
Yeah. Support we, the LGSs. Yeah, support the LGSs. I know we're only asking for a dollar and stuff like that, but like honestly, we don't need it right now. So um send it somewhere else if you can. And you know, just keep doing what you can do to take care of your communities even if you can't be with them in person. So but all right. We are, but, and we're still going to be around talking some tangential magic stuff here, at least. So, um, at least while you're cooped up here, you got some, you'll be able to listen to us. I don't know if that's a gift or a punishment, but take that as you will. So, I John, mean, no, nothing short of being actually hospitalized will keep me from recording. So, yeah. And even then, I'm pretty sure I can record through the Discord app on my cell phone. So, yeah. I mean, depending on which hospital you end up into, we probably can get <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> so, um, that would be any... an interesting recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> anything else before we wrap this one up? No, I'm good. Cool. Like that All was right. Enough. Yeah. But <laughs> good talking. We will catch you next time. See ya.